Welcome to NetFront Presence. I'm Jeff Gordon of the Post-Dispatch, joined by Jim Thomas, who is in Seattle preparing to go to Vegas and follow our heroes on the end to the end of their Western ex- excursion. Uh, back from Alberta, Tom Timmerman. And guys, um, this was um, critical, a critical stretch of schedule facing teams that um, are in the same chase for a wild card spot as the Blues. And and JT winning three games in in, in Western Canada, pretty good, you know, pr- pretty good way to to close in on the holidays. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's a good trip no matter what happens in Vegas, but it can be a great trip if they if they can somehow beat Vegas, who right now has the most points in the uh, in the Western Conference. Uh, you know, they fell into some bad habits last night. Some old uh, as Tom and I both noticed the old. Oh my God, there's three goals they've allowed in uh, one period. They they looked uh, <clears throat> they looked tired last night, uh, as I probably did. But uh, anyway, they uh, you know it's their fourth back to back in two two weeks. Uh, this this schedule has just been weird, and and I know it all kind kind of evens out over the course of the. Uh, the season and it will for the blues once they uh you know they have these few home games here uh after christmas i think it's three then they have a four game road trip after that they have 14 of 19 uh home games uh, in february and on in the march and that'll be uh, custer's last stand for them i mean if they if they do anything in those uh that 14 and 19 maybe uh doug armstrong stands pat if not you know, who knows what'll, what'll happen, but uh, yeah, boy, Seattle, what an improved team though. They, they, they were fast. They, 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 they were quick. They've added some more uh, uh, offense and uh, they, they came after the blues right, right from the start. The blues kept pulled a rabbit out of their hats in uh, Edmonton uh, to get this thing started. And, but that's, that sets the tone. You know, they came out that they played very well against, Calgary, Calgary didn't look good. They were in control of that. And then obviously uh, Vancouver went smoothly. So, you know, and Edmonton is, uh, they could have easily gotten no points out of that. Uh, they got two. They made the most out of the least. So, um, you know, going two for two, getting four out of two games in Alberta was a big deal. Six out of six in Western Canada, a big deal. So you once again, you say, you know, do you feel optimistic about this team, or do you say the Pacific Division just isn't very good this uh, this year? Yeah, and I, I guess JT, we do have to mention that. I mean, um, it's been a year where Edmonton was, had expectations, and the Oilers have had trouble just gaining some traction, and same with Calgary. Uh, really been a frustrating year for them. Of course, a lot of turnover with Matthew Kachuk and uh, Johnny Hockey leaving and trying to get. Uh, Jonathan Huberto uh, integrated and, and same with uh, Nas Kadri And, and it's just, uh, it, and then Vancouver, which has really been uh, a huge disappointment. You know, they made a good finish last year, but uh, boy, they just came out of the gate awful this year and a lot of pressure on Bruce Brudro. So yeah, you took, I guess you could say you have to take advantage of those teams. You know, those teams are all searching the way the blues have been searching. Yeah. And, but the blues have uh, in recent years, and maybe it's because the West, uh, the Pacific's been down, but they've they've uh, uh, traditionally done really well against the Pacific, and they are. You're supposed to beat the teams you're supposed to beat, and they they're nine and three against the Pacific. They had won seven in a row against the Pacific until last night. So, but uh, you know, someone on the chat last week asked me, "Do I think the Blues will make the playoffs?" And I, 
kind of hemmed and hawed and said, yeah, but I say that without, without much conviction. And I still feel the same way uh, about the team. Let's see what happens now. Usually one loss uh, kind of spirals into to three or four or five or eight for the blues. Uh, and, and obviously Vegas uh, will be a tough, uh, uh, tough customer uh, Friday. Let's see if they can avoid, uh, you know, ha- having any kind of an ex- extended, uh, extended streak. It's obvious they missed Cairo uh, last night. They just, uh, you know, they, they uh, uh, came to life a little bit in the third period, Ma- made it interesting for, for a while playing as a Doug Armstrong calls it a, a fine brand of loser hockey when, when you're trailing big and generate, uh, generate a little bit, but uh, they, they didn't generate much those first two periods, but here they were, it was like a lot of games that they've played <clears throat> lately where, uh, you know, not a lot happening in the first period and, and, uh, uh, not much scoring and they've, they've gone on to win those games. This was, uh, what it was a one goal game, uh, midway through the, uh, through the second. And, uh, there are a couple, couple of weird plays, a, a couple, uh, you know, a couple, uh, uh, bad plays. Uh, Seattle does that quick up thing. I guess the, uh, uh, the hockey players call it, I think in basketball, Jeff, we would call it what cherry picking where you have a guy lay back for the fast break and, and they caught the blues once on a line change kind of that way. But, but once when, uh, uh, Colton Pareko kind of was just a half second late on the pinch and whoop, uh, the, uh, 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 Kraken, the guy got it out and, uh, that was another goal. Uh, Thomas Grice, he got, he got some good, uh, uh, breakaway slash, uh, uh, sh- uh, shootout practice besides that, besides those two occasions of breakaways, the, uh, the penalty shot, uh, by, uh, Brandon Tanev. So, uh, Grice, Mr. Second game of back-to-back. What was that? That was like his eighth, eighth start. I think that was the second game of back-to-back. So. Yeah, and um, yeah, always a tough time for, for Thomas Grice. But we we saw the almost obligatory bad Thomas Grice goal. Seems like every <laughs> game there's like one bounces in off his skate. He's not. It's usually the fourth goal. Yeah, and and then it turns out that they get back in the game. And you say if only they hadn't given up that goal, yeah. they'd be down one, and this comeback would seem realistic. But. Um, Though he didn't do that in Calgary. Calgary, he had a fine game. Yeah, yeah. Where, where was he going? Where was he going on that play? He was so far out, out of the net, then he started to come back. And, oops, too late. Yeah. One thing we got to look at is Kairou's hurt. If it is more than just, you know, one game, as we see, this is just not something the Blues are equipped to deal with, a loss to one of their top forwards because they don't have other guys. They, yeah. They've got a lot of depth, fourth-line guys. But if not – you're bringing into the top nine, you know, not replacement level forwards, and there's no one in the system. You know, eventually neighbors and Bolduc might get there, but right now they got nobody they can bring in, and that's a problem for this team. That might be the subtitle of uh, our book on the on the blue season: a forward chart. They just see <laughs> one forward chart. Hmm. Forward Only chart. there was a David Perron around. Oh, never, never mind. <laughs> well, I, I would hope that. Uh, when Tom does his live chat and uh, opens up the, the the gate, that there's a little more a greater appreciation for one Jordan Cairo, and uh, it's just uh, some of the criticism uh, directed toward him. And we've talked about this before in the net front. Admittedly, okay, look, he's he's had some some tough moments 
defensively. He needs to get better. The minus got out of hand for sure for him. But this is a this is an this is a talent. And anybody who has any who, who keeps writing in to the live chat whining about the fact they gave this guy a contract and demanding that the team move on from Jordan Cairo. Just look at what he did uh, on the before he got rung up, before he, he took that hit. Look at what he did in Western Canada. Look at those goals he scored. You think a lot of guys in the league can do that? They can't. So let's hope now that, you know, when you take him out of the lineup, to Tom's point, JT, you know, all of a sudden this dynamic offensive presence is gone. And, yeah, they think they look pretty bad. So yeah. look, let's hope some appreciation. We're, we're calling out right now, some Blues fans. Could you just simmer down and appreciate the fact that Cairo is exceptional talent? He's got to get better. But go ahead. All right, how'd they look without him? How'd it look, yeah. fan? Blue fan, how'd that look? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm sure they'll still find a reason to complain. Well, we, we've talked about this so much. When I asked you a couple of weeks ago if you could name me the 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 best fourth line checker that comes to mind in Blues history, and you don't want to turn Jordan. I forgot who you said. Was it Tim Ecclestone? Was he a checker? No, I can't can't remember. Who'd you say? Do you remember? Yeah. Uh, probably. Well, I don't know if he's fourth. Line. You know, a guy like uh, um, Patterson was was really good uh, defensively. Uh, they've had a lot of good checkers. You know, they had a you know Guy Carbonell. Uh, he's had a little bit of mileage left when he was here. And of course, he's just, an, you know, one of the best of all time as a checker. So, yeah, they've had some good ones. Uh, you know, Gia, one of the best of all time, but didn't play here a lot. But, um, no, he that's not Jordan Kyrie's role. Yeah, do you want to turn him into that? I mean, yeah. so, uh, yeah, yeah, he was, he was bad early defensively, but uh, he was getting chances. He was still getting chances early on in the, in the season. So, uh, yeah, they didn't, they didn't look the same, uh, We'll see what happens to Kyra. I saw him. Uh, he was uh, uh, outside the locker room uh, uh, talking to, after the game, talking to Jaden Schwartz with uh, Robert uh, Bortuzzo after the game. And he seemed to have his wits about him. I mean, we think it's a, we think it's a concussion, although uh, uh, the chief thought he, he responded like I, I asked if uh, Kyra had grown a third head or something when I asked him if he was in the uh, – protocol but it, it had all the signs of a, a concussion so so we'll see a lot of times those are usually just a uh, just a week which would be what uh maybe a couple more games that jordan's out yeah look jordan kyrie is never going to be a great defensive player he's just it's it's not going to happen will he be a a good or at least an average defensive player that's what you're looking for and no matter what he's going to do defensively I bet he's going to end up scoring more goals than he gives up. I think he's going to be a net positive uh, effect on that. And I think you're going to get more out of him. He's going to bring more to the team, but yeah, he's going to be an action guy. Things are going to happen. He's going to be a high event player, but that, that's who he's going to be. But you know, it's, it's going to be a lot of good action that he provides. Another guy we've talked a lot about in the, uh back at the other end of the ice uh, earlier this year, things were not going well for Jordan Bennington, but uh, man, um, you got to give him a, a shout out. I mean, it's been a rocky year up and down for this team, but there are a couple of pretty good performances um, in there. And uh, you know, he's your best penalty killing has been better. And of course your penalty killing is better with your goaltenders better. And uh, you know, I think uh, it's too early to say, Hey, uh, hey Benner's all the way back, but you know, JT seems like he's fought through. And, uh, you know, the, the team is, uh, you know, not dead yet. 
in in part because they've they've gotten um, you know some good perform excuse me some good performances now from uh, from Jordan. He always seems to come back. Well, what he needs is a a sustained level of of uh, of this play. And I know the uh, the antics are part of who he is, but uh, uh, he just I think he just needs to tone down on the emotions. Obviously, Chief has been uh, Baruby's been exasperated at him at times, but it's uh, it, it's very interesting the the reputation that. Uh, he is in the league. I mean, between media and and and, and fans, uh, not a good reputation. And uh, may, maybe he enjoys uh, wearing that uh, black hat. But I remember just doing the obligatory after a morning skate, uh, uh, Bennington first off the ice, and I assume there were Vancouver fans. Uh, just some of the shots they took at Bennington. Oh, who's he going to slash first? Or one? Oh, good. We might we might have another pretend fight tonight. So. Uh, not the most popular guy in the uh, in the league, but uh, I, I think Jordan kind of likes it that way. Here's a guy that I mean, if it hadn't been for the pandemic, might have been the Canadian one of the Canadian Olympic team goalies uh, last time out. So yeah, but now he's certainly down the list. Yeah, every time coming back, he needs to not go. He needs to be able to start a season well and play well the whole way through. And you can have a one or two game dip, but you can't have one of these. Raiders uh, that he's gone through um, played very well in Edmonton. Um, so, you know, maybe it is the start. I was kind of surprised. I, I didn't expect him to do an Edmonton Calgary back-to-back, but maybe there's a chance he could do a Vancouver Seattle back to back, but it also sounds like that was a rough trip uh, for the blues getting from there. And maybe that factored in, or maybe they just had it planned all along uh, to give him a breather there, but with this long break coming up, you know, that would have, if there were a chance to do it, it seemed like that would have been one. Yeah, the Vancouver-Seattle flight, you're, you're barely in the air. I mean, it's like a 45-minute flight, but they were at the airport forever uh, getting de-iced. I mean, it took them, uh, I think, at least an hour and a half. They're sitting there uh, getting uh, de-iced, leaving the night before the game. Obviously, yours truly did not make it out the next morning, at least uh, uh, via via plane. But, uh, uh, and, and, uh, for whatever reason, the Vancouver game, it seemed like even though it was, uh, what was it, five to one, it seemed like they expended a lot of energy uh, in that game. So that, that may have fueled, uh, you know, maybe them being uh, tired as well in the second of back-to-back. Although they'd won five, what, they'd won five in a row in the second game of back-to-backs until last night. So they'd done that pretty well. You know, JT, another guy we've talked about, and uh, because, and I, I think, for a lot of reasons, Nick Letty, um, the, he gets the contract. Perron doesn't. That's been a focal point for fans. I keep arguing that he's miscast as a defensive defenseman, and especially in a matchup situation. But lo and behold, you know we have to uh, get it where credits due. Uh, Nick Letty making some good good decisions with the puck. You know, in some you know again being put in a tough spot, given a lot of responsibility, they're making him earn every bit of that salary, and uh, you know. Good performances and, uh, you know, getting racking up some chief points too. Yeah. He's, uh, uh, I think he's been really, uh, had, had a pretty extended level of steady play. Uh, I, I, I think, uh, earlier on in the season, he'd fall into the, uh, 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 the same barrel with the other, the other top four guys. How could these four guys all be playing so poorly at the same time? But he's, he's definitely, 
uh, brought his, his his play up, and he surprises you a little bit. You see him; he he, he just he's back there. He's playing defense, and and uh, every once in a while he'll 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 uh, he'll uh, uh, you know skate the puck out. But deceptive uh, skating wise, and uh, you know he's a pretty good passer. I I you know I it'd be nice. I I, I think if he he jump into the play more. I mean that's that's kind of. One of the things uh, Pareko does best, boy, when he moves up the ice, and uh, that was the case last night when he he got, he got a goal. <clears throat> uh, Pareko, it, it, it'd be good to see Letty uh, do that uh, 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 a little more. I think the the problem for Nick Letty going forward is going to be that he's not David Perron, and it's going to be like Ryan O'Reilly and Tage Thompson. Tage Thompson is going to score seventy goals some season, but the Blues won the Stanley Cup with Ryan O'Reilly. There's no way Buffalo can ever win that trade. And while Letty and Perron weren't traded, St. Louis fans are always going to, unless Nick Letty wins them a Stanley Cup, are going to say, should have kept Perron and not signed Letty. I, I think that, I think there's no way, uh, I'm, I'm, I can't imagine what David Perron would have to do to change people's minds on that. But I, I think Blues fans are always going to think, yeah, shouldn't, shouldn't have signed Letty. Yeah, you, you know, my favorite, um, Years-long lament by Blues fans uh, had to be over the dreaded Garth Butcher trade. Uh, I don't know if Garth was at the game in, in Vancouver. It was one of my favorite people of all time, the aptly named Garth Butcher. You know, uh, Sudsy loved the guy, and he was just the ultimate. And, you know, Brett Hull loved the guy. He fit, fit in the group well because nobody could uh, have more fun uh, than Garth Butcher. You thought, okay, there's nobody on earth who could possibly hang with Brett Hull. Yes, there is. It was His name was Garth Butcher. He could hang with Brett Hull. Um, but yeah, you know, they, every blues, a lot of blues fans convinced had the blues not made that trade that this, you know, the blues would have won the Stanley cup. Cause you know, uh, even though Jeff Cortnell was driving, uh, Brian Sutter crazy and, uh, so on, it's like he hated cliff running and, you know, Momesso's Momesso still people never gave up on that. And I got a feeling that for the length of uh, Nick Letty's contract, you know, unless the David Prawn just vaporizes and is done playing hockey, which is not likely. Um, Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, JT, it's kind of sad because, you know, and and I guess sometimes we don't help or I don't help because I keep questioning, you know, why they're using the way they are. But the guy's a pro, you know, the guy's a pro. And, you know, he if, it's, if all this noise, if it, if, I don't know that it, he's even noticed it. He doesn't, certainly doesn't act like it has. No, no. And very low key, soft, soft spoken, uh, soft spoken guy. I would like to weigh in on the this whole and it's come up more. I. I tell you what, watching a guy live, I was just just so impressed with Tage Thompson. He's just turned into a beast for Buffalo. But for all the Blues fans and even the Buffalo fans, I had a writer say, well, we like that trade. And I said, yeah, the Blues like their Stanley Cup, too. When Tage Thompson uh, wins a cup, is a team captain, and wins a con Smythe, then we can discuss this. Otherwise, the Blues have a cup. Buffalo for all the great things Tage Thompson does. They're they're a 500 team. They basically have the same record as the Blues with Tage Thompson. So it's uh, it's not even really an argument as far as I'm I, I'm concerned. Yeah, I think I may have mentioned this before. I was talking to our buddy Mike Harrington up in Buffalo, and and he said, "Is there any way Buffalo ever wins that trade if Tage Thompson goes turns around and wins them three standing cups?" And he said, "As soon as Ryan O'Reilly won the Conn Smythe Trophy." That trade was lost forever. That was that was it was done. There, there was no way, you know, the GM was gonna, you know, carry that one with him to, to his grave. We both, was, we both voted for Jordan Bennington, didn't we? We did. We did. We were among the few that did. 
Yeah. So. Well, Bitter's Buffalo. Yeah, Bitter's just misunderstood. But yeah, as far as uh, that, that does sound like um, the eternal optimism that you'd expect from a, a Sabres beat writer, a long-suffering <laughs> Peters, a Sabres beat writer slash columnist. Gary <laughs> Harrington has seen some bad, has seen some bad things, and uh, but no, good for Tajay because you know he was, you know, he's a great kid and. And, you know, and now he's a great young man and, and a player and a family man. And, you know, it's just to see all that when we saw him when he came here, you know, stick boy, just all arms and legs, not an ounce of muscle on him, you know, kind of trying to trying to make it happen. Uh, you know, good for him. But uh, we got also have those, uh, you know, those car shield commercials, too. And <laughs> O'Reilly's very good in those commercials. Very good. And so until, you know, Tajay, I don't, I don't know what he's endorsing up there. I want to see some ads from him. Yeah, I want yeah. to see when he's, he's got any acting chops because ROR can act. Those are good spots. So he's got the all-around game, Ryan. Yeah, he, yeah, I mean, absolutely. How about the, uh, what is it, RF Electric? Were they the office workers? with yeah. And and O'Reilly, uh, like, uh, flips the tooth right in the middle. Yeah. He, uh, I asked him about that. I, I've done some interviewing. I thought it would be a fun story to write about the various commercials, but that's kind of a – it's kind of a hard story to maybe to sell to the readers when the team's in the middle of like an eight game losing streak, you know, it's kind of a happy, uh, 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 uh happy feely, a uh, good story. And we, we, it, this hasn't really been a happy feely type of, uh, of, of hockey season yet, but O'Reilly, I, I asked him, does it take him a long time to get that? Does he have to, to get that tooth out? He said, no, I can do it just like that. So already he's, he's, he's got, uh, he's got little tricks. I told him that Peyton Manning took acting lessons and he said, uh, uh, he, uh, he hasn't needed them. He's, he's pretty good. Yeah. He's, he's one of the best, uh, he's certainly the best on the team. And, and I was surprised. I, I think Jordan Cairo actually is, is not too bad on the, on the tuck pointing ads that, uh, that he does. This may be the most blues doing commercials, Bennington, O'Reilly, Pareko, Thomas, Cairo. I'm not sure there's anyone else. Ruby doesn't get anything anywhere, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're, this is a, a, a high time for. Uh, didn't Ruby? Uh, didn't he do a car commercial where he looked? Shocked. Oh yeah, we looked very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like what? What am I? What am I? What am I? What am I doing here? But uh, Thomas, not, and who knows if the story will ever see the light? You know that dog that runs away at the end? He said yeah. he ran away like four times during the shooting, so it it took a while to. <laughs> Well, I, I was very, I was kept, I was afraid that dog was going to get run over, you know, because it just, you know, I mean, I understand the whole dog gets off the leash thing, but, uh, you know, yeah, gosh, I was kind of, every time I watch that commercial, I'm like, is that dog going to be okay? So I'm glad to hear that it, it, it all worked out. So that's uh, our guys. We can, we can have a little bit of levity because of these, these three victories. Now, um, JT, uh, they go to Vegas a couple of days. Now, the old days, this would be, you know, everybody was assuming that this would be a gigantic home ice advantage for Vegas. And it is because they have an electric atmosphere. But in the old days, two days in Vegas with some of the guys that this team used to employ, uh, they might not have found some guys. I mean, I saw guys get in big trouble in uh, in freaking Secaucus, New Jersey, and get sent home from a road trip in Secaucus because they couldn't stay out of trouble uh, when I was 100 years ago. And I can only imagine Vegas. So... But, you know, these guys, these days, uh, JT, it's a different world. Yes, I guess. We and, and we, we did see the Stanley Cup celebration. We all know these guys uh, uh, enjoy their alcoholic uh, beverages. And the team does stay right 
you know, right on the strip or right off the, uh, off the strip. But yeah, it makes you wonder two days again, just a, just a weird scheduled quirk. Another story I've been meaning to, to do, I don't know if I can get an, enough on it is, have you ever noticed pregame? I don't know if they show them on TV. They have six showgirls right behind the glass and it's only where the visiting team warms up and they're, they're kind of trying to engage the players. Are the Blues distracted by this in, in, in a warm-up? Does it take them away from the game? I, I, I just wonder about that. They're not, they're not at the home team side. They're only on the visiting team. So we, we got to try to get to the bottom of that. <laughs> I, I, I was on – I covered the Blues' first trip into Vegas and whatever was their expansion season. And um, I remember the, the team bus pulling up to the hotel and one of the existing coaches, I forget which one – standing at the front of the bus and uh, and telling them and talking to the team about something, um, you know, that, uh, you know, before they were about to unleash them out of the bus and into the city, and they got a, a talking to uh, from the coaching staff before they went out uh, into the world. And I, I, they don't normally do that, but they got a uh, talk. But, yeah, with, with an off day in Vegas for these guys, um, you know, I was surprised that, that Barubi didn't come back with like a, like a 10 a.m. practice uh, tomorrow or a 9 a.m. practice to make sure everyone would have to, uh, you know, turn in early on, uh, on tonight. Uh, JT, back in the day, man, in that uh, Brentwood ice rink locker room, which was cozy, um, you know, they would try to sweat out uh, the night before, to sweat out the alcohol. But the place, I mean, the, the locker room, would smell smelled of sage it just did you know it just oh. did. and then and these guys would and then the other thing is i mean these guys would after practice they would just go down to the train wreck and they might not and but who knows what time they go home uh one time they after a, down at the the old arena or the new arena they went over to maggie's and never went home it was a thing, st patty's day and they just went and they just stayed out. And then there was a fight in the middle of Market Street. The police took care of it. You know, um, there was no big, nobody got arrested. So, I mean, just those were the days. And then, then, and then Vegas comes in the league. And again, these guys can find trouble at, in Maggie O's. They can find trouble at, you know, uh, the caucus. Yeah. And in Secaucus, you had guys getting in trouble for God's sakes. I mean, of all places. I mean, the dullest part, dullest area in the universe that's close to civilization which of course it is so and they still got it so anyways um but you know good news uh jt on uh the from the golden Knights side the um we had mentioned a couple weeks ago that alex petrangelo had been away from the team it was really frightening episode with his young daughter uh i guess it was encephalitis and they didn't Mm -hmm. it was on they took a while to get it, it under control and luckily it sounds like she's made a very uh quick recovery and won't need nearly as much physical therapy as, you know, there was some fearing, you know, what a, what a just terrifying deal. Yeah. I guess he was away from the team for, for some time, but you know, he's back and probably not great timing for the blues, but you know, one of the real good guys and man, that was tough. Oh yeah. 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 Petro's the, uh, Petro's the best. And uh, yeah, I was so, so, uh, so glad to hear that, that, that everything is, uh, is okay with him just to follow up on your, uh, Blues in in, in uh, Vegas. Uh, you know the the team is off. Uh, uh, they're off today, and uh, they don't practice until one p.m. Not one p.m. Central. They don't practice until uh, one p.m. Uh, Pacific on uh, on Thursday. So uh, 
I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to what to expect out of the boys, but they'll, they'll probably be out Christmas shopping, maybe visiting a hospital, something like that. <laughs> Plenty of high end shopping they can do uh, there in the you know along the strip, and in there's a mall not too far from their uh, hotel that they can uh, they can stroll to and uh, and bring home lots of uh, big ticket items for uh, loved ones back home. Yeah. All right. Last thing I, I was remiss. I did not um, bring up earlier, but I want, it was a guy that, you know, we've talked about. He needed to, to become more visible uh, with the team. He, he was a useful role player last year and uh, gave him a spark. Hasn't had uh, that effect this year, but Nathan Walker did raise his hand. You know, he, uh, they need to get more from the supporting cast. Again, one forward short, the story of the 2022-23 uh, blues, but you know, little guy stepped up for uh, for Jordan Cairo and and also just generally made himself noticeable and 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 he needs to because yeah. you know they need more from these guys and you can't just expect Atari to do all the the support work for for the forwards. Can I tell you first that they brought? I didn't use any of his quotes, but uh, Nola Chari spoke to us. He had cuts and welts like all over his, his face. I mean, we know he plays a hard game, but what is it? Is he checking guys with his face? I, I, I don't know. Now that is an old school player. I mean, he, he looked either like a hockey player or maybe a boxer that had, uh, that had gone uh, 12 rounds or, or, or something, but yeah. And, and Walker needed that game. I think uh, like career wise, because he just, he just hadn't had a lot of chances. You just hadn't noticed him that much. He, he's energetic. No one works harder than him. And uh, uh, he, he gets the game-winning uh, uh, goal and then, then uh, sticks up for Kairou, the smallest player on the team by far. And, uh, you know, he played on a line between uh, last night uh, with Torpchenko and Logan Brown, a little five-foot. He's not five-foot-nine. I took a picture of uh, Doc Emmerich with him in a Pittsburgh locker room uh, a couple of years ago, and Doc Emmerich was a little – uh, Doc Emmerich was was bigger than him. So what's the what's the name for that act? You got you got a line. You got little five, maybe five seven. Nathan Walker, Logan Brown's about six six. Charbchenko six five. I don't look like a circus act or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, good for Nathan Walker. And yeah, he needs to keep it up because they've got they've got guys behind him. Logan Brown. Uh, uh, they, they, he, he didn't do much last night, but then he, he you know he hadn't played an NHL game in a month, so he they they would like to get him in more and who, who knows when they when they bring up uh, uh somebody from uh uh the the uh, DHL club in Springfield because Alexandroff is, is 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 on a pretty good run here and maybe they bring him up yeah, if you ever look at Nolachari's nose it 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 turns yeah, at the bottom. It's a very it's, interesting yeah it's got like a j or something to it it's it's it it curves uh, very nicely um yeah Nathan Walker I looked up at at the time of his uh that he scored his goal for the season. Uh, the, the blues expected goals when he was on the ice was 51% below the league average. I mean, it was terrible. It's probably about as bad a number as there was in the league. It was just offensively. It was just a brutal year uh, for Nathan Walker. Uh, so it's good because, you know, last year had shown optimism had shown, okay, maybe, you know, he had turned the corner and now he was going to be, a regular NHL guy. And this year, for whatever reason, and it has been some bad luck, but he just struggled and it hasn't happened for him. So see if this gets him started. And yeah, because you had to wonder just how much longer the Blues would keep him around because, you know, he just wasn't, you know, 
you have to wonder if you could get more from someone else. Well, good for Nathan Walker. Um, he's a, a favorite of the net front. Uh, certainly brought a lot of life last year when this team uh, it was a bit of an overachieving team a year ago and certainly having an over overachiever. Uh, Nathan Walker, you know, one of our regulars in the chat kept trying to promote him as the next uh, Martin St. Louis. A little ahead of himself there. I mean, it's been um, – he is a veteran minor leaguer, and but, you know, it makes it all the better that he's had a chance to stick – uh, in the NHL uh, for some significant time. After everything he's done, what, born in Wales, raised in uh, Australia, started his hockey career in the Czech Republic. I mean, it's a, it's quite the travel log. And, and then all the time in the A, which is just, there's just, you know, playing against a bunch of other, you know, older guys that are with a level of bitterness that sets in if, if you're stuck down there for a number of years. Uh, he gets, overcomes all of that, and he and he makes it to the NHL. You want to see him keep that run going because you can make if he can stay in the league for a couple of years. That's real money, and if you're mm -hmm. in the A, it's you know that's that's regular guy money, you know, that's sports writer money. But it's uh, he's a couple of years hey. ago, so, you know. <laughs> so, anyways, um, that'll be it for this time, uh, this edition of the Netfront Presence. We're gonna let Jim Thomas get down to Vegas so he can track our heroes as they uh, traverse the strip. Uh, for Jim Thomas, for Tom Timmerman, I'm Jeff Gordon. This has been the Net Front Presence. Reminder to see all of our, hear all of our podcasts, see all of our videos, and read all the stories on uh, on our website, stltoday.com, the St. Louis Post Dispatch app is terrific. I, they've updated the app for your phone. The Post Dispatch app is is wonderful, and of course, the print edition. We keep rolling that out as well. So please subscribe, support local journalism. For Jim, Tom, I'm Jeff. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>